0: Welcome to the OTs Gone Rogue podcast, where we share real stories about real OTs who are choosing to think outside the box and do things differently. I'm your host, Melissa LaPointe. Over the years, I've had the pleasure of connecting with the most remarkable therapists who are finding their way as thought leaders, change makers, and heart-led entrepreneurs. They've helped to inspire me to think big and dig deep in my own healing journey. And it's now time to bring these conversations to a bigger stage. Together, we're going to share stories about overcoming adversity, finding our people, and taking the road less traveled, even when it feels messy and uncomfortable. Okay, are you ready to join us? This is the OT's Gone Rogue Podcast. Hey everyone, Melissa here, and welcome to another episode of the OT's Gone Rogue Podcast. The focus of today's show is on ways of improving your performance in your business. And we're going to do that by tapping into the power of cycles. More specifically, I'm going to be sharing about how I'm operating my business in a 28-day work cycle. But first, why cycles? Well, there's enough evidence out there that shows that the traditional Monday to Friday 40-hour workweek does not serve our health, nor does it support our productivity levels. We are seeing more flexible work environments, especially since the pandemic came to town, and we're seeing more companies switch to a four-day work week, which is a great place to start. But this is still based on a man's world, which is a 24-hour cycle. Women, on the other hand, operate on roughly a 28-day cycle. I say 28 could be 28 to 31, but we're going to stick to 28 for now. And it's during this 28-day cycle that we go through four distinct biological phases. Each phase has its own unique strengths and opportunities, but only if we lean into this knowledge. Now, before we can do a deeper dive into these four different phases, we need to talk about the elephant in the room. Most women haven't been taught how to explore and learn about the cycles of our body. If anything, we've been taught the opposite. Understanding the cycles of our body means understanding our menstrual cycle. And many, or most of us, have been taught to feel shame and embarrassment when we talk about our periods. We've been taught to resent it and dread this time of the month. That's certainly my story. There was no sense of empowerment or curiosity about my period during my teenage years. I knew the basics. My mom was a nurse and I understood what was happening, but I never felt encouraged or remember having any desire to talk about it in more detail. Even as a young adult, I remember being very disconnected from this information. When I was 14, my dermatologist had me go on the pill as a way of controlling my acne. I was then on some form of oral contraceptive for almost 16 years before switching to an IUD as my preferred choice of birth control. My cycles were heavily influenced by this, as you can imagine, and my periods were very manageable. When we decided to have Max and I removed my IUD, we got pregnant right away, meaning I've never really had to track my cycle for anything. And I'm now at a stage of my life where my periods are really light, there is no cramping, and I don't really give it much thought. Until recently, when I committed to a 12-week program for female CEOs that focuses on optimizing performance and brain health. The program's led by a functional nutritionist that I've been working with, and we've been looking more closely at hydration, nutrition, hormonal imbalances, and brain health. This has been a fascinating approach to working on my business. And for someone like me that's also a brain geek and training as a women's health coach, this program came at the perfect time. It was such a different level of insight into both me and my business. So I started sharing bits and pieces of what I was doing on my Melissa The Point Instagram account. And I started getting a lot of questions. So how my cycle was fluctuating and the approach we were taking to really maximize and lean into these cycles. So my followers have been asking about specific tasks in my business that I'm doing, you know, what am I doing at what times, how am I tracking things, what kind of changes I'm making to my diet, to my exercise, and another question, what do you do if your periods are inconsistent or non-existent? And you guys know me. If I can be more productive, meaning if I have the opportunity to talk something out on the podcast and share more stories, then I am all for it. Hence, I was inspired to create this episode. So what I'm going to do for the rest of our time together, because this is a shorter episode, so I'm going to jam-pack it with a lot of stuff, you guys. I want to briefly share about the four different phases that we go through in a 28-day cycle. And when I say brief, I'm going to keep it brief. But don't worry, I'll link up resources in the show notes. So think of this as a teaser of sorts. And if it's something you're then interested in knowing more about, you'll have the opportunity to go a little deeper. I'm also going to share more about what I'm doing in my business and how we are syncing things up to my 28-day cycle. All right, sound good? Let's jump in. Okay, so as I mentioned earlier, I say a 28-day cycle because that's the cycle I'm on, but most cycles can be anywhere from 28 to 31 days. I think I've heard that it can go up to 32. I'm not an expert on that, though. So 28 to 31 general consensus. Now. The whole thing, the entire cycle, is often referred to as our menstrual cycle, which can get confusing because we also say menstrual cycle when we're talking about the bleeding phase. So let's start there, the day we start bleeding. So this is the first day of our period. It is day one of our cycle. Now, I'm not going to say I want to be cautious in saying day one because it's not that there's a specific, there's an order, but remember it's a cycle, it's not linear. So I'm going to circle back to the menstrual cycle later, go into it in a little more detail in terms of what it means in my business, but know for now that day one is the first day of your period. So when I'm talking about days, day one is the first day. So then the bleeding ends, everyone's a little different. Bleeding ends and our menstrual cycle ends. And then we go into what's called the follicular phase. You're having some flashbacks to biology class. So the follicular phase is a time of new beginnings. This is when the follicles in your ovaries begin to mature and the ovary gets ready to release an egg. This is when the lining of your uterus begins to build up. Why does this matter? What does this have to do with business, you're wondering? Well, Energetically and biologically, at this phase, you are the most primed to brainstorm and be super productive. It's during your follicular phase where you can multitask like a boss and where you actually need less sleep. This is also a great time to initiate new projects, right? So the follicular phase. So we start day one of our period And then after we menstruate, we go into the follicular phase. When the follicular phase ends, so after the follicular phase, we then go into the ovulation phase. So, the tail end of the follicular phase, we go into ovulation. This is when our physical body is the most fertile. This is when we are energetically and creatively the most fertile. In terms of what's going on in our body, well, the ovary has released the egg and it's ready and available to be fertilized at any time. So this is a transition phase that's often met with sustained energy levels, increased confidence, and great public speaking abilities. So this is all about putting yourself out there. This is energetically a great time to be launching a new program, not creating, launching. We'll talk about creating here in a moment. So a great time to be launching that new program, to be making sales calls, to be doing presentations, to be booking that speaking gig. This may be the time you're going all out on social media. You know, you're really showing up and rocking it with reels and Facebook lives and whatever it is that you're doing on social media right now. This is also the time to be collaborating and working with others. So our ovulation phase right in the middle of our cycle. Okay. So we started our period. We've gone through the menstrual phase. We've gone into the follicular phase. We have ovulated. And then we have the luteal phase. Now, I had to catch myself again because I almost said this is the third phase. I think I did say that. But remember, it's a cycle. Okay. So we have the luteal phase and then With the luteal phase, so this starts when you ovulate and it ends when you menstruate, right? So ovulation and then after ovulation happens, we go into the luteal phase that continues until menstruation. The luteal phase marks the time in your cycle where your energy starts to turn inward. This is really important. So the follicular and ovulation cycles are outward times and the luteal and menstrual cycles are inward times. Our luteal phase lasts hmm, between 12 and 14 days for most women. And in terms of what's going on in our body, if you need a reminder, so this is when we see an increase in progesterone, the uterine lining is turned into a soft bed to welcome that fertilized egg. What does this mean with your business? What does this mean energetically? Well, during the luteal phase, you're energetically set up to complete those projects. We started them in the follicular phase, you're primed to complete them. So this is when you wanna get caught up on admin tasks, it is the perfect time to be wrapping up projects, tying things up, closing the loop, so to speak. So your brain chemistry is supporting focus and the ability to finish things. This is the perfect time to slow down before the next phase of your cycle. So for me, this is the time that we start to plan. So I do actually a 14-day sprint. And this is when I'm planning that, what that looks like. Because for me, which I'll talk about in a moment, we also are including intermittent fasting and some changes in my workouts. All right. So after your luteal phase, that's it. We're back to day one. We're back into the menstrual phase of our cycle. So I didn't do a deeper dive in the beginning. So I'm going to talk about this now. In terms of our menstrual cycle, this is yet another chance to set new goals. This is the time for rest and reflection. So your brain is the most wired for connectivity between the right and left hemispheres right now, and this makes you able to integrate logical and intuitive information. So talk about a superpower. Your physical energy may be the lowest during this time, so this is a great time to take time off, to minimize social engagements, to do super gentle movement, and to rest. This is also a great time to evaluate what's working and what's not working in your business or in your life for that matter. So one of the questions that I often get asked is how this works. If you are on birth control or if you've had a hysterectomy or if you're in menopause and you're not getting a period, how do you track your cycles Or if you are a man and you want to invite more cycles into your business, what does that look like? Well, the cyclical nature of women, the great thing about this, is that it mirrors the cycles of the moon exactly. Mimicking the cycles of the moon, which means that it also mimics the four seasons. So whether you have a cycle or not, you can turn to the moon as a guide which is pretty darn cool, especially for all of our nature-loving therapists out there. So the full moon is the same energy as the ovulation phase, and the new moon is the same energy as the menstrual phase. So again, if you want more information on this, check out the resources in my show notes, okay? All right, how does this apply to my entrepreneurial journey? I want to give you some concrete examples so that you can be inspired to make some changes perhaps in how you are syncing your business with your cycle. So some things that I'm doing in my business. Well, the first month I was super gung-ho and thought I was going to make a ton of changes and I didn't. So the first month I actually made very few changes because I was really busy researching, reading and tracking the changes in my body. I realized that I had no idea when I was menstruating, I hadn't been paying attention to anything like that. And again, acknowledging, oh, how long have I been a woman? How long have I been studying women's health? How long have I been in coaching and entrepreneurship? And this was new to me. So it was all about being curious, gathering data, tracking and learning. The first month is also when I invested in a fancy-schmancy Garmin watch that tracks my sleep and my stress levels and my heart rate variability, among other things. The first month is when I filled out a lot of intake forms and questionnaires and tracking forms for my functional nutritionist. I now joke that she knows more about me than any other human on this planet and this is also when I had some blood work done so we really wanted to get a baseline of what I'm working with and I hadn't had blood work done for quite some time so my doctor was on board with that in terms of being proactive and just seeing where things were now it's important to mention that you know some people do this part of the info gathering process is to really pay attention to dips or peaks in your energy especially around And just noticing any fluctuations, any rhythms. And that's something that I've noticed I do not have. So especially around work projects, things that I get a little bit passionate about, I don't have a lot of lows. I can go, go, go. I don't need a lot of sleep. There is not much of a cycle in there. And there's not a lot of time where I'm intentionally taking my foot off the gas. Which means I get a lot done, yes, but at what cost? Because I know the importance of rest and recovery on well-being. And I know that slowing down and taking time off work is not only good for me, it's good for my family. It's good for my relationships. Hence, I am Leaning into a 28-day work cycle so that I can optimize my productivity levels, yes. So that I can create a more efficient business machine, yes. So that I can work with Mother Nature as opposed to against Mother Nature, yes. And so that I can take more time off without feeling guilty. So again, my first month was all about reading, learning, tracking, and gathering data my second month, we started to implement some changes. So I talked to my assistant about my schedule. This is this was our first step, and I got clear on when my rest weeks are, and we started there because guess what I was most uncomfortable about? Guess what I was most apprehensive about? I knew I was going to have more resistance to rest, to these long periods of rest. And So a reminder, it's my rest week when I'm menstruating. This is when I'm turning my energy inwards. This is when we have my schedule now blacked out from coaching calls. So we try to avoid any coaching calls, discovery calls, sales calls. We don't schedule them that week. So my rest week is when I go through a ritual. So I have a a fairly short, simple ritual where I have a visualization I do and I set my intentions and my business goals for the upcoming month. My rest week is also when I prioritize hydration, nutrition, and self-care. So a lot of time goes into cooking. I am now intentionally scheduling a massage therapist appointment that week. I do facials that week. Uh, So just anything I can do to remind myself, hey, the priority here is rest and recovery. My workouts that week consist of hikes, some kayaking, open water, not with a big wind, know, gentle restorative exercise, maybe a bike ride, and skipping out on high intensity workouts at the gym. So not during my rest week. That's not the time for that. I work reduced hours, or it's my intention to work reduced hours this week. So I'm working towards taking three full days off during my rest week, where I am away from my phone altogether. So actually taking the social media apps off my phone during rest week and only checking in on social media when I'm on my laptop, when I'm intentionally working, no more mindless scrolling. The other goal I have for my rest weeks, so to be off screens altogether by 6 p.m. and to read one fiction book that week that is totally not work-related. All right, another change that we made in my schedule so this isn't with rest week, we're moving on, is in how I'm recording my podcast episodes. So I'm working on batch recording, which means I'm trying to record all of my month's episodes in one week. Which week? The week that I'm ovulating. Because remember, ovulation is when we're at our peak in terms of confidence, public speaking, and putting ourselves out there. If I'm expanding our offerings or... Creating something new that happens during the luteal phase. So, the luteal phase when creativity is maxed. So, again, turning inwards, this isn't when I'm launching, this is when I'm creating a new program or a new product. I'm also scheduling two extra admin days during the luteal phase. So, I don't have a lot of appointments and looking at scheduling. So, the luteal phase is when I'm scheduling those extra admin days. And really, it's about curling up on the couch with a cup of tea, cleaning up my email inbox, and knocking out a ton of those admin tasks. Then we have our program launches. So this is something fun we're working on. We have a newer program kicking off soon, the OT Coaching Collective. Now, I'm not going to share a ton of details right now. But what's really fun about this is we're planning the enrollment period for this program around the full moon. So each month around the full moon, we have something fun happening in terms of enrollment for this program. So even our program launches, we are syncing with, you know, we're inviting more cyclical nature, you know, just having fun with it. It's really been a joy to be creative and see how we can make some changes to the business. All right. There you have it, you guys. I could go... Part of me wants to give you more examples of how I'm syncing my business with my 28-day work cycle or how I want to. And these are things that I'm just laughing. So these are things that a few years ago, you know, if I think five, six years ago, I would have never imagined that I would be doing this, that I would be leaning into this, let alone podcasting about it. The world works in, in funny ways. So I'm only two months in. So I'd like to keep going, give you all kinds of examples, inspire you, but I haven't been doing this for very long. I'm very inspired, but this is a work in progress. So, so far, so good. And when I sit with this approach that we're taking, I do like it. I like the cycles. I think it's a nice blend of personal development, women's health, and business. So if you want more information on how to invite more rhythms and cycles into your business, again, check out my show notes and I will include some links in where you can learn more. All right. So there you have it. That's it. More information on four different phases and on how we can sync our cycles with our business. So really, Turning these ebbs and flows into our superpowers. If this episode resonated in any way with you, I would love to hear from you. So a number of you have been jumping into my Instagram inbox, which is great. I would love for you to share this episode with an OT friend or colleague. And let's have some fun with it. Please take a screenshot, you're listening to the episode on your device, or if there's some changes that you're making in terms of leaning into these cycles, let me know. Share it on your social media. Please tag me so that I can cheer you on, I can celebrate with you, and know that I'm not in this alone as I try this social experimental science. All right, that's it for me. Take care everyone, and I'll see you next week.